the 13th floor. The 13th floor. Easy. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the 13th floor, where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views are amazing. Ain't that right, Mike D? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking about <laughs> <laughs> I was doing math in my head. I'm sorry. <laughs> What's going on with you, bro? Nothing, bro. Early morning, early morning. Easy. But I'm up. I got up today. <laughs> on time, even. Kind of, sort of. <laughs> Not really. We were working at it. DJ Barry B. Fresh, what you got going on, bro? You know, we up. We had it. Had a wonderful Cinco de Mayo. Anybody else get their Cinco de Mayo uh, drink on, please let us know. It was a festivist occasion. Absolutely, man. Shout out to uh, Corey O2, set out the house uh, for the Cinco de Mayo party. I was the only one, well, me and the fan were the only one there with sombreros. Uh, but the, <laughs> it's crazy. We walk in and everybody's immediately like, Oh wow, y'all really did that. I love your hats. I'm like, yeah, it's Cinco de Mayo. What are we talking about? <laughs> but anyway, yeah, it was a great time. Shout out Corey for opening up. Corey and Racine opening up their house, man. Love you. OD hospitality. Um, and then yeah, the weekend was pretty good, man. Y'all got a we had some good games yesterday. Uh Boston, I don't know, they running away with this thing against who's Boston playing? Uh, Philly. Philly, Philly, which a that that series has been very telling. First off, for the Celtics to watch them doing what they're doing right now with their two stars, like superstars, all stars out right now, is nothing short of amazing. Watching um, what's their point guard? Oh, Rozier. 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 Oh. This guy has come in and, I mean, has not missed a spot. He's dropping 26, 28 points a night, mm. eight, nine assists. Like, really been phenomenal to watch. I'm, I'm very interested to see where a lot of those guys are going to wind up next season. Oh, they got to stay. Well, well, but money always comes into play with, with stuff mm. like When you see that you can play this um, good when it counts in the playoffs – at least one of those guys, one of those main um, guys right now is going to be gone because he's going to get some money. He's going to this finally get that. Here's the problem with that, man. People uh, don't value it enough, and I think they don't value it enough in life in general. Chemistry is everything. So you can have one Terry Rozier go somewhere else. You can have one Jalen Brown or even Jason Tatum. One of those three who are the core right now since Kyrie and Gordon Hayward are out, go somewhere else, and they can mess around and be James Harden. James Harden was great when he first went to Houston, but he didn't win anything until he got uh, – what's his name? Ryan uh, – Ryan, when he got Chris Paul, you got Trevor Ariza. You know what I'm saying? So I don't I, – I hope I don't see it happen because they're just going to be such more of a formidable force. Like Cleveland could – barely do anything with them when Kyrie was playing with Boston. But you you take these guys like Rozier and Tatum. Jalen Brown's still going to start, but you move them into their bench roles. You know what I'm saying? So you got a dedicated eight people in rotation that you would need during the playoffs. And then you're getting Gore Hayward and Kyrie back. For them to lose that based off of some money, like I would hate to see it happen. Because, I, can't, I, mean, I can't imagine it. However, I also can't imagine, hey, I'll give you fifty million to come over here and play over here instead. So that, like, I I totally agree with you, but I know that um, while chemistry is a thousand percent one of the strongest um factors in getting you to the promised land, especially in sports, I, I also know that financial gains, uh, you know, depending on the person and player, <laughs> is exactly what um you know can be the root of all team destruction and you never know how the dynamic will turn back once Kyrie and Gordon are there that there's no promises with um the other guys having to take a a, you know a smaller role now that they'll have the same uh success in those smaller amount of minutes I guess is the best way to put it but either way I've been thoroughly impressed by by what they're doing uh moving over to Philly I've been some dude's gonna be a beast, man. Yo, I, I've been impressed. It's all with that. immaturity. That's the problem. I, I've been so sad because, like, mm. 
I knew I knew it was a wrap watching the game not this two, past right? game, the game, the game, game two. two. When yeah. when when they just totally took my dog Sims out out everything like he couldn't he couldn't do nothing and and you could tell it was just like yo you just too young right now you just like mm. are in your own head and the thing I respect a lot about him is he's not a um he's not a shit talker he doesn't you know what I mean he's just like yo I'm gonna do it on the floor there's no when he got that nasty foul in the series against us against the Heat and Buddy took out his legs and he fell on his back. Boom, fell. It looked like it was a, a horrible fight. He just got up. Let's go, man. I'm going to get you on the court. I respect that about him. And, yes, their team is insane. Like, they're, they're, what they have shining up this ball, they're, they're about to make some, some real noise, some real noise next year. Well, let's start doing big things. They're going to be first or second in the East. I guarantee that. Oh, next year? Gonna be, oh, yeah, he's going to be Boston and Philly. Cleveland's done. Like Not the way done. that they manhandling Toronto right now. Man, Toronto well, is, is done because horrible. LeBron is leaving. Right. Even if he stays, they're not going to be as good. He's not staying. He's yeah, not but staying. even if he stays, they're not going to be. It's the reason why those dudes got traded. Hey, so who you think going to be the star, who you think going to be a starting five for the Celtics when Hayward and Irving come back? You starting Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, or Marcus Smart? I'm bringing Marcus Smart. I'm starting Marcus Smart. I'm probably bringing Jalen Brown off the bench. Jalen Brown start is the two. He playing the three. Yeah, Gordon, Hayward, playing four. Gordon Hayward playing the four. And what's that big dude, Baines, that got dunked on last night by Joel Embiid? <laughs> he may be the one gone. Oh, yeah? yeah. No, I think um, – because Gordon Hayward's lengthy like uh, Kevin Durant, ain't he? Mm-mm. He like the brown size. He like 6'9", 6'10". Yeah. He like Paul George. Size. Yep, yep. I think Kevin Durant, 6'10". Kevin Durant like seven feet tall. Yeah. Oh, I thought his wingspan was that. Either way, I'm putting I'm putting Gore Hayward at the four. I'm bringing um either Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum off the bench with Rozier because that's my scoring. Uh, when I need Kyrie or somebody to rest, and then you got a, a strong big man, and it's basically fundamental basketball after that. So you put Brown at the two. Kyrie's a point. Mm-hmm. Jason Tatum, I think, will start at the two. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Gordon Hayward is the four. Marcus Smart. Smart. What you doing with Horford? You putting Smart. Oh, I forgot about Horford. So, I mean, yeah. I'm putting Smart on the bench. I got Al Horford yeah. and Gordon Hayward down there and then bang. Yeah. That's why I was trying to figure out how you was putting Smart in the starting lineup because I was like, yo. I forgot I was, about Al Horford. Yeah. 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 Horford, Horford last night saved all of their grits. That mm-hmm. man made both the plays. He made the, the play to score to get them up by uh, one point with only like four seconds left, and then he stole the ball on the inbounds play <laughs> on the other side, like back that to play back. That ridiculous, man. Yeah. I don't know what Philly's doing, man. I, I thought they were going to be the uh, most dangerous team in the playoffs, but their youth is just showing itself so much. I think it's – I don't know if it's them or the coach, though. Now, it's, it's a little of both. It's, it's, it's the, the fact that the team and the, the real meat and potatoes of the team is young, but then also that coach, he's only been coaching there for what, like two years, two or three years? Mm, no, he's been there five, a little bit longer. The dynamics of a young team, you know, and and being exposed. That's the thing about the playoffs is the 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 short span of being able to to make those corrections and really push, you know, uh those corrections into the playbook. It's a lot easier with those older players who who you know have known about it, which is kind of funny because a lot of Celtics are youngest hell too mm-hmm. but it's like that core up there in the celtics is 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 pushing it like they they making it happen whereas mm-hmm. philly just feels like they they they're fizzling man but let's get on back to lebron man this man with any winners is crazy son man lebron crazy I'm I'm just glad he's showing up, man, and man and manhandling the way that he should in order to get to the conference finals. Um, I, I'm going to be really excited because I'll probably actually be able to watch a playoff game for real by that time. Mm. Uh, <laughs> but I'm really excited to see what he's going to do in the conference final against. Uh, it's going to be Boston. It's going to be Boston. Um, and then how that's going to be interesting. I think that's it's gonna, gonna be really get interesting because they're gonna play defense, man. Boston is long, and they're gonna get right with them. It's all about wanting to fight, man. If you don't want to fight, get off the damn basketball court. Yep. It's just flat out. Toronto don't want to fight. They did a whole lot of pushing and jaw jacket yesterday. But Toronto is real pretty, man. Like the, the well, modern Rosen is Toronto real. Toronto is 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 still scared of. Them. 
They still mm-hmm. have, you know, that's the like, yo, that's the that's the older kid who's been beating them up every year. In in every year they go and lift weights over the summer and, and swear that you know. <laughs> but they don't come back with no grit. But during the year they 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 show them they they win more games. They are you know on all paths towards hey showing and proving man I'm gonna show that bully ain't nothing happening this year we got a man I'm telling you and then all of a sudden they get and when it counts. <laughs> and it, it changes everything. Their their game plan went out. I mean, as shocked as they looked. After that shot dropped last night, in the in the look across the total benches faces, I, I always talk about the the Drake meme of just seeing him after game two, where you can tell there is a real concern, a real shock, a real just total lack of understanding of what is going on because they swore up and down that this was their year, and now for it to happen like this, this is this. This type of, of year and season is what causes shakeups like DeMar or um or uh what's the name are not gonna be there next year. Like something some big shakeup is gonna happen now that it's like, yo, we need to do something crazy because we're not winning it with what we got. But you t- but you're the number one seed in the East. You're consistently in the playoffs. So it's like what what gets Toronto over the hump? Colonies. Yeah, and you can't yeah, bite it. Knows. You know what I'm saying? Knows. You can't. You, you, that you either got it or you don't. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Really? And who? And who are, like who you are said, different? it's about the chemistry, and and there's so many factors. And what's even crazier is right now is, you, like I said, after this season, with way it's looking, them being put out, there is going to be some type of heads rolling in the uh, craziness of how. Just like you said, they've been consistently getting to the playoffs, consistently being you know top three, five over the last couple years. Um, however, everybody gets uh that becomes the 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 the, the playing field, right? That becomes where where the plateau is that it's like, yo, all right, well yeah, we already do that, but because you're not winning the championship, it means that you're nothing. And now even though you're achieving better than most of the other teams out there, like oh nope, you're still not achieving at all. So now we really need to shake everything up and everybody needs to be fired. We're getting a new coach. We're going to kick out the point guard. You know what I mean? Like He's an African-American coach, right? No, he's fired. That's what he is. He got fired after that timeout yesterday. They had one timeout. He called the last timeout. They throw in the backcourt, and that dude started walking. Like, what did you call? (laughs) What was was the play? Like, all right, yeah, he's fired. He's fired. I think it's going to be Lowry. You ain't got Lowry going? Yeah, I think he gone. I think he didn't have enough. He's the most outspoken one about it. Mm, he been outspoken about it. He's out. He going back somewhere. He'll end up in San Antonio. Or... It's about to. That team is about to get broken up and shook up. Mm. It's about to go back to almost in a century building because mm. they they almost doesn't count at the end of the day. That's really all it equates to is the fact that yeah, you know, we were drilling around with you, but we trying to get to the promised land. And if you were especially to consistently get put out in the same time with the same team. Oh, no. And if they get swept, <laughs> ain't no if. I'm about to say it's really looking like win because, man, get oh one. man, they'll oh get man, one. you think they're gonna get the next? So you you saying they're, they win in Cleveland? They they'll win in Cleveland. I think. Realize this is all we talk about the next game. I'm not talking about giving you one or two more. No 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 no. They'll they, win the next, next game. The next game. You're saying they're gonna win. I, I think they'll win the next game. Because I don't know, man. LeBron got that look in his eye, bro. He, he and does, they, they, and, I, and I love to see him play with that too. because he had to put. He had to do it again uh, against Indiana, and he willed them to that game seven win with his 45 points or oh. whatever it was. But I don't. I think it's the fact that his supporting cast is going to let down a little bit this game because I don't know that all of them have that same fire and, and drive in their heart to get to the championship as he does because he he's playing for more than I think some of them and a lot of them are younger uh, so it's like uh, nah, I, I don't I don't I disagree for this one. I feel yeah. like his supporting cast right now is pretty much all hungry like I don't I don't um the two younger dudes that they got Late the who came over from LA, Hood and Nance. Yeah, Nance. Like I, I know they're not mentally there. They're still kind of trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. But I think them two the most important though. But mm-hmm. I, I don't think so. No, I think it's mm-hmm. it's. I think really to me, honestly, the most important people are are Corver and um, Jr. Smith. If and if Corver, 
in who? Kevin Love. Yep. If 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 you just have two of them have even just a, a decent game, like a real game where they put up a good fifteen to twenty, and, and either Kevin Love gets rebounds or um Corver is getting some assists, like you're you're not gonna you're Toronto isn't gonna beat them. Because LeBron is on a different, like, yo, I know I like LeBron's on a guaranteed 30, 40 if I need it type move mm-hmm. right now. Whereas, like, yo, I'm going to get this in. You watch some of those passes this dude is making? He's throwing dimes. I mean, I ain't watching Yo, there was yeah. one pass. This man catches it on the wing where he hit the game winner at. He catches it. He's sitting there, buddy's doing him. Just so nonchalant. He's sitting there, and it just looks like he's just – just posting up, trying to figure out how to post up. All of a sudden, he just doop. just just this simple, dog. Bounce pass by him like this. With Corver was cutting down the middle of the lane, there was nobody there, dog. It just quit. You. Yeah. And the way it looks so nonchalant, like he is, he is in another level right now. He was, he is totally in the zone. He is in his. Yeah, Corver Cor- will have to catch some hands. I'd have to get suspended and catch a couple fines for him. Why? <laughs> man, you see how that dude coming off them damn pick? He get no. told when you come off a pick again and you hit a three, I'm taking your legs out. Because <laughs> you're not you're not blocking it. Only thing you can do is getting that dude head by him fearing as that something will happen to him. That ball, that dude is up with it. So it sounds like Corvey is playing a lot more consistently than he man, has. Man, that dude, his but this footwork series, is amazing. This series, that that's this what it's, it's 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 so that's the difference between this and them yeah. ramp up. You've seen love. Corver Smith, these guys are starting to get like Smith ain't really been playing all season. He's been having, you know, his typical roller coaster time. But like That's all, yeah. game one, mm-hmm. game one, he came back, started hitting some of them crazy <laughs> Smith follow fadeaway jumpers from the three point corner. You know what I mean? <laughs> Where it's like, uh oh, I feel I feel that 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 juice getting up in you. And man, they've been. I'm telling you, they're. Mm-hmm. They are going this way. They're not. They're not like. They're not at a peak coming down moment. They're still going up to the peak of their unity for this season. Like you can see the, in with these wins, you can see and feel mm-hmm. that momentum picking up and that. At that, we about to take everybody out. Type type feel like mm-hmm. last night. That place went crazy. That's Carver's the key though. Yeah, if that man keep hitting them. Mm-hmm. It's going to be an interesting series. I can't wait to see the Celtics uh, series with them, Celtics in Cleveland. Out there on the West Coast, ain't nothing. Uh, Houston uh, is is, is slobber knocking them. And then, of course, ain't nobody taking out. I thought Utah took one already in Houston. Yeah, man. They did, but speaking of – But it was like 80 to to freaking – when they up by like 30 or 40 points. Uh, Yeah, they put, Mm -hmm. put that work on them. It was definitely yeah. one of them that they 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 got it, but I just don't see them having the sustainability right now of doing it. Even though they are, Utah has surprised me even more than Philly by being a. Uh, I had no, I couldn't even have named. And sh- right now, I can barely name one person on Utah's team. You know what I mean? But watching them play, you're like that guard they what? have. I can't think of his name right yeah, now. Yeah, he was in the um, uh, Donovan Mitchell. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God, Donovan that Mitchell. dude is wow. He is something else. That tip dunk that he caught. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. That's why I was like, ooh. ooh. So this man comes <laughs> through the lane. B comes through the lane. Shoots like a jumper. The jumper falls. Hits the 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 front of the rim. This man takes one step. Catches it in air. And there's like at least like four Houston dudes down there. On all of them, yeah, yep. like the nastiest tip dunk you will ever see. Like so nonchalant, it looked like some Tracy McGrady type stuff, but yep. it fit dudes on him the whole time. Yeah, straight vertical too. Just like straight. it was just straight beast mode. So it's already written: Golden State versus Houston, right? Golden State, Houston, Cleveland, Boston. So who are we taking? Because I'm going Golden, I'm Golden going State, Boston. Boston, all the way. Golden State, Golden State Boston. Boston, man. I'm going Cleveland and in, in the Warriors. It's gonna be a rematch. It's a rematch. Yeah, hey, I definitely see it being a rematch. I don't think Boston LeBron not gonna lose to Boston. Then it's a sweep. Hayward and, and Kyrie, then absolutely I would take that. But not not the way the team is constructed now. I don't think I think so. I think LeBron can beat Boston, but he ain't gonna beat the whole like he'll he gonna have his forty five, maybe 18 rebounds, whatever. They do have some crazy game and they'll lose. 
or barely win. I think, it's, I think it's gonna be just like this, where it's like, yo, he's fighting tooth and nail to to get the victory, but I I see him getting the victory. But the Warriors, I don't see them being able to even with everything, like they just got too many Warriors is a, is is exactly that. They warrior, man. They got too many weapons too damn fast. over there. And yeah, are on it. And not only the biggest thing, it's not about them being fast. None of them care about scoring. They all want to score, but none of them mm. care about it. Like the way that they share the ball and will make two, three, four extra passes to get somebody who's not just open, but like really open, that's mm. what changes everything. That's that's done. Yeah. That shit snaps too. Wow, wow. Yeah, no, wow, it's, wow, it's bucket. Like watching, uh, a ballet, man. It's like beautiful because it's just like, yo, I already thought this dude was open. He passed to the other dude who then passed to the other dude who was really wide open. Mm. So it's safe to say that the championship is coming back to the West because I feel like Houston is yeah. um, nah. pretty much on that same uh, same level and they play a little bit better defense than they have. Mm, I don't know if Houston can beat Cleveland, though. I what? think, yeah, yeah. I think um, I think it's out on Cleveland. There, there's a, a lot better. Um, yeah. I feel a lot better if, if Houston makes it to the finals and it is Houston versus Cleveland, I feel a lot better of my chances with Cleveland than I do the with the guard the Warriors. Man. I feel like it's it's no way possible. It's a wrap. Who's going to guard Ryan Anderson? It don't matter. LeBron going to guard James, James Harden. No, but it don't matter. Like, it's almost like... Chris Paul. So you're saying Chris Paul, Trevor Ariza, and Ryan Anderson. They're going to run them dudes out the dang on gym. Mm-hmm. They, they, they hold and things LeBron hard. Guard, and LeBron oh, yes, he can Sorry. Yeah, because Harden, no, because Harden not gonna get those calls. Like all them foul calls that he get, he not gonna get them with LeBron. They not gonna foul out LeBron. LeBron, LeBron not gonna guard uh, well, James Harden because he got he gonna have to do too much on defense, especially if, out there on the hey, wing. Hey, mm-hmm. if if James is going off, he gonna, guarantee he gonna get the ball. And LeBron gonna be standing right there. Yep. Cause all that going to the lane with the thing and this, and you get a free throw. <laughs> your roll steps right. that go like this. Right. All of that's all that. Be all that j- you're done. You're just gonna be walking, walking while he doing all of that. And that mm. that 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 come from behind block ain't working with a guy that's gonna reach. Cause James Harden arms super long. No, but LeBron is super aggressive. He's gonna come with two hands nah. like Superman and just pin it on the backboard. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, it's going. Yeah, I got. I have Cleveland. Like, it'll be. I say Cleveland six. I, I'm going with my man James Harden. I think they'll beat Cleveland. I think they'll take Cleveland in six. And I, I would say because I'm confused at how e James Harden make look scoring look. That dude, James Harden be traveling, bro. Y'all watch. He's doing a lot more than traveling, but it's still. Even with it, he he carries and he does all kinds of stuff. But it's still just like amazing how he he's so fluid with it. Yeah, like he he's so his vision. It. It's yeah. just crazy. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's like having like him. It's like watching uh, Le'Veon Bell like on the football field. Yo, mm-hmm. it's, it's so patient and slow, but just fast. like and it's 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 you're slow, but you're lightning quick because it's, it's, it's like slow to wait to the oh that's. A, Mm-hmm. And you see him, you see him change gears too, because he'll start going for a little bit, and then all of a sudden that do the jerk, and next thing you know he start pulling away. Where do you go? Where do you go? Yeah, I, I, I see that twice a year. <laughs> so Mike, so Mike, man, I want to come to you, man, as we uh, jump on this Kanye train. Uh, as the elder in the room, mm. have you uh, you heard his most recent comment? Nah, I just saw the clip on it. I heard it right after I heard his first one with the conversation with T.I. that we was talking about last week. So to hear that come out of his mouth, he was on a roll. So I don't know what happened. Yeah, he was on a roll, man. He got into it with some TMZ uh, writer or producer or somebody in the background at TMZ. And uh, the guy at TMZ actually put him in his place pretty well. Um, I like that. But to come out of his mouth with uh, slavery as a choice for over 400 years, is uh, to me, it was, it was a over simplification of something that's much more complex and um kind of a it almost seemed ignorant it's it's a shocking statement from him well let's uh, hold on now we not is it taken out of context y'all know yes i'm about to say yes yes it is first off we're not going to again the kanye lover in the room uh no no omo uh 
A, it was you can't take one sound bite and allow it to be what um, you know creates your opinion of something. B, he was you know none of us taken to the accord the craziness of you know what his life is and what he does or doesn't pay attention to. So, um, as far as his comments, he did later come back and and expand on i'll say i don't want to say clean up but expand on what he meant with the statement that he made and there had been many people who have um agreed with him once he was able to fully express what he meant by saying it was what did he mean and saying it was choice he, he he was more so talking about the mental enslavement in the fact that it is some type of power that they had over us for for 400 years when there were many instances we had the majority that we were so mentally enslaved that we were not able to push out of that because he feels let him be in that same situation he is not letting somebody put that type of pressure on him for 400 years he's not saying that it was you know oh yeah everybody was a slave you know that was a choice and there this that the other but it's more him pushing his 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 thought of free thinking in in free movement it's not to say that, you know, of course it was a, a correct statement to make or a smart statement to make, but I think also the the swiftness of but how- It's irresponsible. Yeah, uh, it, it definitely I, was irresponsible, yeah. but it, he was just speaking. It, and, and right. at, at the same time, it's like, oh, it was irresponsible, but I think we are too quick to chastise somebody before getting the full story. In, in allowing the media to persuade us to to go to the extreme. When you have Crips calling out, abusing That's Kanye West and beating him up for a statement like that, while, again, yes, if you just hear that one statement, it's crazy, blows your mind, wow. But yet, that's just a statement, and we all know mentally Kanye West is, you know, in different places. So for you to automatically push towards that, but yet you have somebody like a George Zimmerman who we know has already done a horrible deed to, you know, and, and is a horrible person, but yet you have never called out or decided that there was, uh, you know, reason to go aggressively at him. It's our community is messed up. It's like, ridiculous. And, 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 and you be the same to yourself. Yeah. Even in, in, in the Kanye situation, how quick everyone is turning, let's burn his music and let's, it's not about understanding anymore in our community. It's, you know, it's different, so let's push it out. Oh, you think different, so we don't like you. And that's something we need to change. Like, we need to reopen communication and understanding. And um, if you noticed on the 13th Floor's uh, Instagram page and Facebook last week, we put up that you don't have to agree with somebody 100% of the time. That's That's true. Like, in understanding that and not agreeing does not mean that we are now adversaries. Exactly. That it is okay to have a conversation and to have a, a disagreement and to be able to talk through that disagreement and to leave that disagreement saying, hey, I still feel the way that I do. You still feel the way that you do, but that doesn't mean that we have to be adversaries about it. We can still understand that, hey, that may be a topic that we just don't deal with each other on and in, in, in letting that move that that's the difference right now we need to and it's funny because it's what Kanye wants is is love and unity and and that was his expression with the make America great again hat Kanye doesn't watch CNN he just started you know and not to say by any means that that's right but people don't realize how oblivious he is to politics and things and it's because he lives in that superstar bubble and his thought process was in wearing that hat it was no, it, whatever Trump says, it doesn't mean I'm, I'm, I'm flipping it in his head. Yo, if I wear it, then I'm doing something different with it. And it's about me showing, you know, the peace, love, and unity. And yeah, I'm what, I do want to make America great. His, his head doesn't register the, the, all the stuff or even know he doesn't, he is blinded to T.I. asked him about the, what about the immigration issues and this, that, and the third. And you could totally clueless. He doesn't know. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Right wrong, but it's, it's. We are too quick to like, oh, he said something crazy. He's Kanye Kardashian. This guy is, you know, he doesn't know nothing. His wife just pays for everything. It's like, no, man, this guy is, again, genius and psych psychopaths are like 
the same thing. They're just, you know, whether it's on the good or bad brink. And so to always want to, you know, push out people who have an issue instead of having the understanding and, and heart to want to, let's figure this out together. I think that there is got to be some good pieces in you. We just have to figure out what's going on and have better understanding. It's, it's huge. It's huge. We're so quick to just, ah, look at that statement. Oh, man, he's done. I don't want to just, turn off all his music. Turn it all off. But so yeah, I think a lot got of- R. Kelly uh, uh, bump and grind <laughs> playing in the background. I respect you for that. He changed my opinion. So I'm a convert. I agree. Yeah. That's like, as he said it, like I saw the video with T.I. talking to him about the song that y'all were talking about. Yeah. And T.I. was generally like, all right, man, like I need you to help me understand. He was literally saying it like he was concerned about him. Like, you my boy, I know you for whatever. Like, what the hell is you talking about? And he started from when I wear the hat and this and that. He said, so what you trying to do with this song? And Lee took his hand. He said, you know what? It's irresponsible. And he started continuing to explain it and explain it. He was like, half the stuff that Trump does, I don't believe in. And T.I. was like, well, tell me, what have you do? Right. And then they like, <laughs> right. And then they caught, he kept talking and then they like clipped it. And he was like, so play the beat. And then he played the beat. T.I. listened to the beat. He explained what was in the lyric of his song and how it meant to what he was talking about. And then the next thing you know, they're making the record. So it's like, you can see this. It's like, a, it's just like he said, like, man, you nuts. It's me. having the open dialogue, though. It's, it's having the love. And look, T.I. said it. He was like, man, we can't lose Kanye. The black, the black representation cannot lose Kanye. Like, he is, Kanye is a genius, a, a, a pillar in the, you know, like, he raised us, period. And, and for us to think that we're about to just let him, you know, be uh, uh, pushed aside due to some potential mental health issues without truly, uh, you know, validating his genius and, and trying to figure out and expose it to take us to where we need to go as opposed to um, allowing us to push him to, to be an outcast and not to continue to, to not let his ideals and what he's trying to do and what makes him so crazy and, and has his brain so jumbled up is because he's not able to execute all of these, these ideals mm-hmm. in, in instances that he thinks is going to make not, not culture, humanity better. Like he's not looking for, Oh, well, I want to make some new hip hop sneakers because new hip hop kind of thinks on, on a global humanitarian thought process and what can we do to make the world better and and while it may not always be articulated the best it's his heart and his um thought process are in the right place and we need to stop as a community as humanity stop um pushing out people who go against the grain or who seem like you know their thought process is not with the masses that we just automatically typecast them as, you know, crazy or there's some real issue just because they're different. They think different. They want to do something different. They want to swing from, hey, Kanye said, what if instead of hate? All right, hold on, Fresh. We're going for a minute. All right. So there's a difference between having different ideas and making ir- ir- irresponsible statements. All right. So we can we can agree. It's not a statement, but you got to realize when it's, what's the, well, I'll ask you, what's the difference? It'd be a a statement if he just said that and and stop, like, that's it. But when there's, um, what is the, what's the best way to question? What is the way to be able to, like, it wasn't a statement. statement. We, the public, but we, the public are taking, it's, it's a statement taken out of context. It's not taken out of context. It is he meant it exactly is. what he said. He didn't mean no. He no. didn't say he meant it. He felt it like. And if you watched Kanye move over the last few weeks, if you saw the interview with Charlemagne, if you listened to and and uh, followed his tweets, he's moving based off of feeling and emotion, and he doesn't do anything unless he, it feels like he is something he needs to do. So it's not a whole lot of strategy that's going into this, which is fine. I appreciate Kanye for that. And I think the way that he's fighting the battle and the way that we have others fighting the battle is going to merge eventually. It's like we're on the same path, just going two different ways about getting there. Um, But it's irresponsible. It it was irresponsible statement. And we, you have to check that. So Kanye doesn't learn from this. 
without that TMZ representative who stood up and quite frankly told him how disappointed he was in the statement because had that conversation not ha- happened, Kanye wouldn't have walked up to him and that dialogue would not have continued and Kanye wouldn't have learned how he offended and how he misspoke to clean it up the next time because I absolutely know what he was trying to say. Um, it's just certain things, you can't simplify slavery to the point where it's just a life or death decision. All of us, I think, who were raised in the early 80s or 90s, I myself feel like I would have been a Nat Turner or one to die because I don't feel like in my head right now I could have been as submissive, especially if I was ripped from a foreign land and my teachings and the pride within my tribe or my nation, it just would have it would have driven me to figure out a way otherwise and not just for myself, but for my family. But when you take into consideration the mental slavery that happened, these people being ripped from their families and basically being told like, this is the best way to live. You have mothers that don't want to see their children thrown overboard. You have fathers who don't want to see the worst happen to their family. So, okay, if this is what I have to do to see my family be in a living condition, then that's what I'm going to do. So when you take all of that into consideration, it's easy to say, oh yeah, they were slaves for 400 years. I mean, for that long, And then it's like you don't even take into account the amount of slave revolts that there were, because just because all we know about are the Nat Turners and um, Harriet Tubman's of the world, there were hundreds of slave revolts that were just unsuccessful due to one person or two people, you know, that just were bonded to the master so much that they basically snitched. So it's a, it's a much more complex issue. And just because he has the ability and the freedom to state his opinion doesn't mean that we shouldn't come behind to correct that because we absolutely do need Kanye. I love the direction that Kanye's on. And after following him for the last few weeks, I've grown a much larger appreciation for him as the man and what he is trying to do with his fashion, um, with his, the factories that he's trying to build with the communities that he's trying to build and the humanitarian aspect of him. Because as you stated earlier, Everything he's doing, I feel like Kanye is like five or 10 years ahead of us right now. And I feel like he's always been five or 10 years ahead of everybody. And as soon as we catch up, he's going to be down the road again. So I appreciate everything that he's doing. I just feel like we as the community have to continue to kind of keep him. You know, you can't box Kanye in and he'll be the first one to tell you that. But you can't let him run so wild and rabid that he starts affecting other pieces in in the movement. You know, you kind of got to keep him boxed in or keep him in his lane so that he can inspire the change that is this summit that's supposed to be happening with, you know, Pastor Daryl Scott or whoever that guy is. This guy. Yeah, I'm going to have to look more into him. But Kanye sparked all this. You know what I'm saying? If if Kanye hadn't made the statements or given the tweets, it, it doesn't seem like these things would be, we wouldn't be having this conversation right now we wouldn't have the people who are looking into more political who are becoming more politically active and, you know, feeding their minds and learning more about the political processes, the candidates and legislation that's going on. I feel like none of that would have been, would have been happening or it wouldn't have started for certain people had Kanye not jumped out of his box or maybe stayed in his box and said the crazy shit that he said to inspire those people. Look, I think I, that's what gets the freshest point about the genius of him because it's not that he's doing it. Like, I think what you said, he thought through all that, but what he got on the end was what it came out as. And it's almost like a, um, it's not the emotion. Like, I can see him truly having almost like a, um, a detachment in terms of emotion because for him, it's just fact. It's not emotional. Like, why are you getting all uh, whatever about it? Like, this is the way I process stuff. And on our end, the freshest point, like, is we're judging him based off of how we would react and what we would say and what we would expect other people to. Right. Not coming to the understanding that he's completely different. Like, it's almost like if you think of Big Bang, it's like having a conversation with Sheldon. Like, that dude is like, you're in my seat. Like, get up. Or, like, his response is back. You're like, man, that's just insensitive. Like, that straight was cold. He ain't get it. Like, it was a hole. But he does it. It's like, that's the... Me, look, I, I apologize if you, um, if America felt that my, my direction was that we should let anyone just, you know, be able to fluff over the comments that he made. A thousand percent. 
you know, he has to take responsibility for even the fact that that soundbite was cut the way that it was in order to create like just it wasn't that, cut. That, was, that was um <laughs> I don't know what you're laughing at like because the, it's a whole minute and a half like I've yeah. seen, I've seen the but whole it's a whole yeah. video it's it's in in again it's it's a whole like there's so much more to to what his whole process was and again in thinking at the end of the day I'm not telling anybody to to let him off on the statement and again it's about exactly what not just van checking him but van. the fact that it's it's about the the having dialogue instead of casting out i'm not saying that his statement That's was the biggest right. thing, i'm not saying that that you know it was right and i don't care how it was cut or if it wasn't cut i'm just saying the point is that instead of casting someone out when they make a comment or show something that might be a little bit against the grain or opening up the dialogue in order to have better understanding is is where the the value is is ultimately my point i'm not looking for kanye to be um uh, uh, for it to be okay for him to make such a foolish statement and for it to, especially with the reach of his voice, that, that, that isn't my point by any means. It's about the understanding in the conversation and dialogue afterwards and making sure that we have that dialogue as opposed to allowing somebody to make um, a statement and then never uh, finding out the, the back the back end of it and allowing what potentially is a you know horrible uh statement that was caught to not be verified and, and understood and see if there is something because hey at the same time Kanye could have turned around and be like yeah I, I said exactly what I said how I meant it you know yeah man they, they, there was a choice they he could have said that but he did not he did not and he didn't because he had to and he had to accept the gravity of his comment. And he had to be held accountable for it. I don't think that it was necessarily, well, it was him accepting the grab, but I think just like you said, with the car, he didn't understand the weight of what he was saying when he said it. When Van checked him, like, bro, we live regular lives. We understand that you are, you know, in your genius, uh, you know, airboat, which rightfully show, but, you know, we live these normal lives that it was an aha moment of, oh, wait a minute, they didn't understand really what the hell I meant and dad yo I did kind of sound crazy that yeah he came back and and even uh what what he was trying to explain even Charlemagne gave him some of the same thing and it's like uh and this is another question I want to ask you guys see what you think um but Charlemagne in that video he Kanye said something and he was like whoa whoa Kanye these are rich nigga comments you know what I'm saying like you don't you don't deal with the same level of racism you know and at your level of prominence that, you know, you or I would deal with, you know, being the middle class to lower class citizen down here. Uh, which brings me to a question, um, topic of discussion I've had with a few friends. Um, it's this idea that racism is such a low level tactic um, utilized by those that are in power that some would consider like say Illuminati is or the elitist of the world to it's like a tactic to keep us in line down here on this level whereas it doesn't necessarily exist so much when you get to higher it's like you know so right if i can see look, just just this season lebron james came home to nigger swashed over all over his house all over his house if lebron james who is one of the greatest black men right now you know what I mean? Can have it come to his front doorstep. To me, it's 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 um, what's the best way to put? It? Like impossible. Everybody feel it, it may not be as weighted as heavily, but even you know Denzel Washington deals with racism, even in him trying to get movie roles. You know what I mean? That that racism is here and it's it's prevalent and it's it's obvious. You know that it, it it while it has um, been been pushed down a little bit on all levels you experience it and I mean all of us I'm sure we've we've been to the hood and we've been to you know um, board meetings and, and experienced just the 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 potential dis, disdain of, of people of other color just because we are there as brothers and it doesn't matter the level it doesn't matter you know anything it's it's just there period I agree 
Yeah, it's, it's, I can see it even being more pronounced because it's more subtle the higher you go. Um, because even you think of like country clubs and places where you have to apply to enter and membership and just the conversations is the money that is at that level is money that is made during those times. You ain't that rich and you just make money in the last 80 years. Like you sitting on centuries and centuries and centuries of money, jewels, land, real estate, whatever it is that caused you to be wealthy. This is hand down stuff from time when it was on the back of that. So you understand your roots, you understand your foundation, you know where it came from. We'll be friends. I shake your hand. But other than that, that's just only in a business venture. You ain't living in my community. You ain't coming to my country club. You ain't meeting my daughters. So go make your money because I own whatever you're working for. So Dan Gilbert ain't inviting LeBron over to his house to have no dinner for Christmas which is part of the reason why their relationship is like that. And Dan Gilbert could care less, nor his friends could care less. And he probably ain't inviting them over because if he invite them over, he going to lose all his friends. Because believe it, Dan Gilbert probably ain't the richest of all his friends. He probably the dude asking for money. That's why you see him so much. He the one got to casino. He always starting something new to catch up to whoever is in his circle um, because he's so marketable about what he's doing there's a he's not even on the highest level of money like if you think of warren Beatty, like you don't hear you hear stuff that he's doing later or i mean it's it's different like yeah it's there well so yeah not that racism like doesn't exist i guess what i'm trying to say and it uh it came out perfectly during the conversation and it's just not coming out the right way now thanks kanye um, <laughs> oh, oh, take the cell bite. <laughs> <laughs> but race just becomes, uh, it becomes less about race and more about position, you know, as you go up and the things that we're able to accomplish. So, for example, once you reach the heights of, I guess, like a Jay-Z or Denzel or anybody, you know, amongst our group, our community reaches a certain level of prominence, you know, that racism factor that they had to fight through so much when they were trying to build becomes a little bit less of a, I guess, hurdle uh, versus the position that they hold now and trying to achieve more greatness, I guess. Yeah, I say that with the average. I can see that. Like, I can see other than the situation where LeBron got it, like, like I can see him going to restaurants and all that. And but I think it's more of I think that, look, right, there's um some African dudes, right, who have the same amount of money as LeBron James. And, and we'll try to go in some of those similar spots and we'll have issues just because they're unknown black men as opposed to one of the most known black men in the world, right? So that's my thing is, is with, of course, if you're famous because you're facing, you have that person who can, you know, in a sense, be able to validate, oh, snap, the, the busboy said that's Jay-Z. He's, he's important, you know what I mean? We need to make sure that's Beyonce's husband. You know what I mean? As opposed to, in general, just like um, rich African Americans in 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 their access and how they are treated. That I know when they're going to Prime One Twelve, if if you're not the new rapper, so they're they're not necessarily getting the best table. You know what I mean? Where it's like if you're not known, and and while a lot of it just has to do with being known, you know what I mean? Who who knows you? Who you know? Typical, you know, growing up type of success pieces that it's not about what you know it's about who you know but in general i know that racism regardless is it's 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 going to be there and even with a lot of money a lot of success i guarantee you talk to any of them lebron puffy uh uh jay-z um you know you can go down the list of all the rich you know uh uh african-americans that there are and even Beyonce is, you know what I mean? Getting, feeling issues of racism and understanding and being able to have that piece of, wait a minute, I feel like they, you know, they would have gave me two chicken breasts instead of the wing in the chicken breasts. You know, like there's always those moments, but it's because it's so systemic. It's so built in. But with all that said, I'm not... It's for us to be able to push past. Like, I'm 
while I will say something or at least give the look of most of anything that I feel is out of place, and especially if it's on the point of racism, I'm still not one who's going to not go and do what I want to because I'm scared of racism, I guess is the best way to put it. You know, like it's, it's still under like, it's about being able to understand, know that you might come in, 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 in contact with it, but being able to be strong enough, articulate enough and mentally strong enough to combat it with, with, uh, you know, love, wisdom and kindness in, in a sense, as opposed to just automatically being on, I'm going to see red and fight everybody. And in understanding that you create a lot more, um, it's a lot more powerful when in those racist moments, you can articulate yourself and, and let them see and understand how stupid they were and what they did, the mistake that they made. And so it's something that they continuously think about and resonates with them and hopefully makes the impact of pushing them away from racist, you know, racism moving forward as opposed to going off and being that to where all of a sudden now you, in a sense, validated for them that, yeah, that's why I don't like y'all. Love, wisdom, and kindness. (laughs) I like that. That's what we call in this episode right here. Hey, all right. Hey, uh, (laughs) before we get up out of here, man, we got to go to you for the crypto bitty this week, uh, my man. We back. We still here. Um, yeah, man, crypto been crazy, real crazy. We just, um, you know, just tickling, tickling 10, 10K. <laughs> you want me to cough too? <laughs> uh, back in December. Oh, man, was that was very Donald Trump. It, <laughs> it was on the upwards of 20K. It was, it was right there touching it. And, uh, you know, the past couple months we've barely been able to see an eight thousand dollar bitcoin whereas this last uh month has really seen things get back to uh upward movement where we are right now just touching 10k like we've been 9800 9900 so it's really exciting to see that uh momentum start to get infused back into cryptocurrency of course as that has grown we have seen a lot of strength and the other altcoins that are out there. So I've seen a lot of my wand chain and, and even um, Ethereum and Ripple. There's been a lot of movement across the board. We saw Vergecoin um, actually became the first cryptocurrency um, accepted by uh, Pornhub. So Pornhub, now you can go ahead and buy a membership with Verge cryptocurrency. So the penetration, no pun intended, of cryptocurrency has been um, phenomenal in watching the expansion, especially over these last 30 days. And really, um, as this summer is coming, we are watching things up and, and watching a lot of new, um, actually really, I won't say new, but really watching a lot of these cryptocurrencies start to expand and execute the projects that they were initially created for and watching um, how they are, are going ahead about the processes of instituting their products and services has been really cool to watch. And it's definitely the, the, the water droplet in the bucket of what the future is going to bring by way of you know, how this blockchain technology is going to be able to just totally change the way that we do business in in many other things on a whole. So crypto's booming. Again, if you ain't in it, you need to get in it. Check the website, CryptoWithFresh.com, Facebook group, Instagrammies, all of that good stuff. Holler at me. Let me know what you're doing. If you invested or you're stressing or you're not, let me know. Let's get it. A couple of things before we get up out of here. First, uh, remember that you can get this podcast any and everywhere, iTunes, YouTube, SoundCloud, Google Play. Uh, make sure you follow us at 13th Floor, please, on all your social media handles. Mike, do you got something important you want to say? So I'm going to go to yeah, you. Yeah, I got something. I want to give a happy birthday to uh, to my dad. Uh, Papa this, Matthews. Yeah, this will be his 80th birthday today. So Ooh. strong. Yeah, so. Salute, sir. Love, daddy. Stick wisdom. <laughs> that, that's that's the wisdom, ladies and gentlemen. Right. <laughs> Stick with I'm gonna get you. <laughs> um uh two things. Yeah. So 
uh, is this an Avengers movie? Is it worth me going to see in the movie theater or should I just try to stream oh, it? Oh, 100%. You definitely got to go watch that in the movie theater. I'm yeah. not a um, 3D type of guy um, by any means. So I'm, I'm definitely a go, go 2D and, and make yeah, sure that it's only a volume up right. I think are worth the 3D. I, I got a question. If you had to choose between Solo and Avengers, which one are you going to? I'm going. Well, to I've Avengers. never been a big solo unless um is is Donald Glover playing? In, yeah, he's in that he, movie, is. he right? plays um exactly yo. That's I want to see that. And actually, just like I think Brett was gonna say, I am I appreciate Star Wars, but I'm not like a Star Wars stan. And I'm yeah. definitely more of a um stan of superhero movies than I am of the Star Wars series. So it would have definitely been Avengers over going to see Solo. And I will say it was only until I saw the the full Solo trailer in Avengers that I really had a piece of really wanting to go see it. Because when I saw the first trailer, I was just kind of like, eh, whatever. Like, it wasn't that that big to me. But in seeing the second extended trailer and then also seeing that Glover was playing, um, Jesus, playing, uh, what's who Lando? Lando Calrissian. Yeah, baby. So when I saw that, it, it kind of changed my mind because I'm I'm a Donald Glover stand too. I respect him yeah. a lot. I'm big on I'm big on Gambino. Um, but yeah, the only reason I ever got into Star Wars is because of the bros. Like, cause my line name is Darth Vader. Uh, and so that's how that's how I got it. Let me figure out who this character is. You you feel me? So when I went back and watched episode one, two, and three. <laughs> then I had an affinity for freaking Star Wars, but outside of that, I mean, I don't really care for it. And I grew up watching them and remember not really caring for them when I was. I remember, yeah, I was about to say when I was young, I remember watching them, and not that I didn't care for them, but they weren't like it didn't resonate with me like the like the like I watched them because it was like the thing to watch, but it wasn't like yeah. oh my god, like it was like cool, okay, it's different, and like I could respect the special effects and everything, but it wasn't like oh my god, I gotta watch Star Wars this year. You know what I mean, like. There was a long time. I didn't care nothing about none of that. And, and I have not seen all of the uh, episode three or whatever, like um, all of the ones that have come out lately. And like mm-hmm. the last one, the one that came out before this, I didn't go watch that. I watched yeah. it. I didn't like it because it, the storyline is the, the same thing over again. Um, it's about the Republic, man. It, yeah, but it's like they li- li- literally copied the same uh, Anakin yeah, it's a but it's it's like a um uh, it's almost like Lord of the Rings like it's a whole like all nine make the story so it ain't like just one it's like nine different chapters but they made the chapters individually into movies so like what you got was chapter four five and six when it came out but you don't know chapter one through three or high end. So it what they're doing now is like that because they shift they shift but they're doing it in, like you got four five and six which. That or, came way back out in the eighties. Or the eighties, but that was after one, two, and three. You know what I'm saying? So you you started in the middle of the story, mm-hmm. and you got the beginning of the story, mm-hmm. and we had the end of the story. But the end of the story is the same thing that happened in the beginning of the story. So yeah, because it's, it's the same story. It's not end. But that's what that's like. But it's new right? characters. But right. it's why it's are like, bottoms back. <laughs> <laughs> it's a waste of time, man. I need something new. Give me something fresh. Ease. Uh, my, my other thing was y'all know they remaking Superfly. Yes. Who, who did who did Little X is directing it. I'm I'm very and Little X is directing it. Yeah, I'm very um I'm very intrigued. I won't I won't go as far as to say excited about it, but I'm very intrigued because I've been watching Little X. I follow him on Instagram and I saw when uh-huh. he started making it and the way the 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 way that they're doing it. Is it gonna be modernized or are they doing yeah, it's, it? Like it's 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 in a modern world. Like it looks it looks really cool. It looks like he really did a good job of creating kind of oh, like so, that. So the Cadillac not gonna be in it. I'm sure they have some type of new Cadillac that's crazy. Like it, it looks, it looks visually, it looks really sexy. Like it looks really dope, and that they did a good job. If you guys go on Little X, um, and matter of fact, they got Superfly the movie on Instagram right now. If you go to Instagram and look up Superfly the movie, they have clips, and even checking out the uh, trailer, it looks um like they did a really good job of you know kind of recreating that feeling in that moment, but bringing it to a modern feel. That's one of my favorite things is watching like with, with uh, the Avengers, right? I, I enjoy watching those moments that are outside of our time, but being brought into to making it feel like it's it's now. 
you know, being able to to have that moment of feeling like, dang, yo, Thanos could come come out the sky at any time. We got to be on our P's and Q's. The same thing that they've done with this Superfly movie. It looks like they did a really good job of bringing it to Atlanta and, and having that that same moment in nostalgia that, that Superfly brought back in the day and, and really capturing, you know, uh, uh, that 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 piece of time. It seems like they've done a good job of moving it into a modern uh, dialogue or I guess modern uh, setting is a better way to say it. Yeah, Trevor Jackson is the uh, is the lead, huh? Yep. I've never seen know. him. What is? Have you ever seen him? Either. in there? Okay. I don't. I don't know who he is, but I think he looked like he was a new dude. But I mean, there was some some player like the the like I said the 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 what the visually it looked extremely like like just uh, amazing. It definitely looked like they did a good job of of capturing like. These are dudes with money. Like Superfly was was a, a Superfly, and and like the new era that he got to catch. It looks like it's going to be a good flip. Easy, easy. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we up out of here, man. Appreciate y'all spending y'all Sunday morning. Well, it's Friday afternoon by the time you get this thing. We done here on the thirteenth floor where the furniture isn't always the best, but Mike D still got it. Oh, look at that! Oh, 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 oh,